Hello and welcome to the first official episode of Becoming Mama. I am Sam and I'm here with my wonderful co-host, Emmy. Hey, great to be here. Today we are going to be delving deep into a concept that is overlooked but incredibly important, and that is matrescence. Uh, but before we get started, first of all, I want to give a shout out to my matrescence educator and mentor, Nikki McCoon, whose groundbreaking work has paved the way for our understanding of matrescence and for all the researchers who came before her. But before we dive into matrescence, we want to just catch up a little bit. So how are you, Emmy? I am doing well. Thank you. Awesome. Well, my son is rolling around in his crib right now, so fingers crossed we can get through this episode. But uh, we were wanted to start our podcast with just a little banter because one, we don't get to talk very often. So this is a fun time for us to catch up. And two, there's, there's a lot to talk about in motherhood. So we're going to start with our, I said peaks and pits, but Emmy, what do you want to call it? <laughs> I said roses and thorns. Okay. Um, at the dinner table, we actually call it the good things that happened to you t- that day and the bad, because that's what kids understand. But I think we landed on mama win and mama loss <laughs> a not so win maybe yeah not so winning moment well we'll crowdsource that if you have something better than a loss because a loss sounds really depressing but totally agree okay well i will start with my loss because it's very recent um today teddy did not want to take a nap he is two and he is a really good sleeper usually really good napper especially like we will have alexa say like it's time for teddy's nap and he like gets super stoked about that but today he like just like ran away from me uh, and he i had to pick him up kicking and screaming he like elbowed me in the throat i was like what is happening and i got so frustrated and i hate those moments of motherhood where like just my chest is tight like i feel like i just want to like like scream and I was like I I snapped at him a couple times I was like buddy you gotta stop and I hate doing that and you just walk away from those moments like ugh, like he's having a hard time he's not giving me a hard time and I like it's a very big teaching moment but in the moment it just feels so gross you know yes definitely can relate have um I went to that I went to therapy for that very reason (laughs) yeah and you know I have so many moms say that to me like in the work that I do it's like talk about mom rage and it's like that that's such a thing and it's just it, oh, it creeps up on you but man don't yeah I think the it. good thing is that when we notice it and we're like okay like I don't want to be the person that does that I want to kind of shift this pattern for our family and for mm-hmm. future generations but also I'm going to give myself the grace that like I'm doing the best I can even in that moment where things were hard yeah yeah and that's that's so powerful and that's what I tried to do like just sitting in that rocking chair I was like breathe through it but it, oh just every little grunt he would he was just like laughing and I was like oh, you, you better stop <laughs> but it all worked out he napped for a little bit so hopefully he falls back asleep here how about you what is your motherhood not so win this week my not so win is uh kids are going back to school tomorrow it's always a little bit of a tough transition for me Um, But I've been coping with it better this year than most years. Uh, But I'm just feeling like all the mom guilt about not having done like a lot of books and workbooks and writing practice and like all of those things over the summer before Fox goes back to school. So I don't know. There's nothing I can do about it now. Like this morning I was like, maybe we should do some workbooks today. (laughs) But I'm like, no. Like, it's fine. His teacher will mm-hmm. just catch him right up. I know she will. And 
again, just got to give myself grace and hope for better things next summer. Yeah. I mean, and, and the, like that, this is what summers are for, right? Like there's so much learning to be had and like living and experiencing things. And I think you gave him a lot of what he will remember and get value from, you know? Yes, you're definitely right about that. We did tons of experience things and like, you know, fun activities. Mm -hmm. So it's all good. It's just, you know, the loss mm -hmm. of the week. <laughs> Do you want to go with your win? Sure. Okay. So my win is actually from last week with our youngest. We have been on this path um, towards starting human growth hormone for her for the last mm -hmm. uh, year and a half. And, um, we finally got the green light that we're like on the path to actually starting that process. We got the, the blood work back. So this is something that a lot of people don't know about. And also people that do know about it, there is a lot of controversy. So I'm, I'm recognizing that. Um, but with all of the different challenges she has, we know in our hearts that it's the right thing for her. And so we've still got more hoops to jump through before we actually start. But talk to the doctor today, talk to the doctor last week and things are on a path that everyone is excited about. So yeah, well, that's see what awesome. happens. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. And knowing you, you are doing everything that you feel is right. And like it, knowing what's going on with her, I think that is the best decision. I'm really proud of you for how you've had to advocate for her. That's so hard. It's been a real journey. We call it a medical adventure. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good way to phrase this. <laughs> what about you? What about your, your win of the week? So mine's actually from last week too. Um, we started swim lessons uh, about three weeks ago. And the first week, Teddy had such a hard time. He like just screamed like, I'm not the whole time, which is really unlike him for being in water and stuff. Um, and I was really flustered by it because it's so unlike him. And so the last week before swim lessons, I was like, okay, buddy, like, if you feel scared or nervous, just tell me how you feel. And I promise I won't let anything bad happen. And the one activity was like jumping off the wall and he grabbed me and he said, mommy, I feel scared. And for him to articulate that after all the work we do of like calling out the emotions and trying to build that emotional awareness. And he was able to recognize what he felt instead of just screaming felt like okay, like this is worth it. Because how many times in those moments where they're they're throwing a fit, do you want to just be like, stop? But you have to be like, I understand you feel upset. I understand you feel mad. I sounds like you feel scared. And so for him to say like, mommy, I feel scared. And I was able to just say, that's okay. It's okay to feel scared. Like new things are hard, but I promise I won't let anything bad happen to you. And he did it and he did well. There were still a few things he didn't want to do and I didn't force it. And I definitely got some looks from parents like, you're not going to make him do that. And I'm like, no, because we've already made progress this week and I know his limit and I'm not going to push him past it. And so we were able to walk away with that feeling pretty, I mean, I felt pretty successful afterwards. So that's a good feeling. Oh, that's so awesome. You gotta love those, those moments where you can be like in attunement with each other. Like that's yes. just so special. Yes. That was like first moments of like locking eyes and that like connection of like, okay, I know what you need and you're able to tell me. And it was, it was really powerful. But uh, it's it's so funny because that's a lot of matrescence work, which we'll talk about here in a second. Um, we talk about how like um, motherhood can feel really thankless, as we all know, but also like you don't really know how successful you are at it until like way down the road. It's like you do all of these things and you're trying to like help your child adapt to the world and learn. But like you don't know if you're doing the right thing until years down the road and like the, that 
marker of success is so far from instantaneous that it's uh it makes it makes it hard but never something like that that is right a little bit daunting <laughs> it is it is it's a long game for sure but yeah that, that's some of the powerful things you can do with um when you really tune into your transition and into your motherhood is to then be like okay well if i if this i don't know if this is going to be successful like it i can't i can't use that as my metric of success right i can't be like right, oh i'm right. raising a good human like it's those little moments of being clear and be like okay well is he able to tell me how he feels is he kind right. to the people around him then we're on the right the track you know yeah, right track. yeah. does he open but up when you're when he's having a struggle or you know yeah it's just, like you said those moments of connection mm-hmm Yes, but let's go ahead and jump into it since we're talking about matrescents. Um, have we've we've kind of had these conversations before? But what is your uh, understanding of matrescents? Yeah, I was definitely a newbie to the topic. Um, I think that I know of a lot of information that sort of weaves itself through the concept of matrescents, mm-hmm. um, but definitely found myself like really interested in in the concept. Um, and really had like not even like a general overview of what it was until you told me a little bit about it. Yeah, I think that's how a lot of people are. And maybe it's that they don't know the term, but they know the feeling. And once they learn the term, they're like, oh, that's what that is, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. So I'm going to go over a little bit of the lineage today. Primarily, there's so many different topics that we'll talk about throughout the course of this podcast related to matrescence. But today we'll talk about where the term came from and how it applies to motherhood. So it's actually uh, coined back in the 1970s by Dr. Dana Raphael, and she was a medical anthropologist. And she observed this process of transitioning from being just a woman uh, to becoming a mother. And she recognized that it was often disregarded. And she believed that it was it deserved recognition and understanding. She described matrescence as this profound rite of passage, that it's this journey that brings changes about in a woman's physical state, her role within a social group, her emotional life, her daily priorities, her self-identity, and the relationships with everyone around her. Oh, that makes sense. That's, I've, I've definitely, uh, can feel how that, like, really encompasses, like, all of these things that we're experiencing, even, like, in this early phase of motherhood that we're in. Yeah. Yeah, it's especially in those early phases of motherhood, when you really look at the even the daily priorities piece, like how your daily priorities shift overnight, right? It's like you had this list of to do's that you did on a daily basis. And now you throw 20 other things on top of that. And I actually have a YouTube video on that that I'll um, link in the show notes. But it's, um, it's just wild to see that difference. And that's so disorienting. And that's, it's kind of what this, this all boils down to. It's this, this rite of passage that's very confusing. And in the 2000s, so quite a ways down the road, uh, Trudell Thomas expanded on Dr. Raphael's work, highlighting that matrescence isn't solely tied to birthing a child. It actually encompasses anyone who takes on the primary role of mothers, so adoptive mothers or even stepmothers of infants. So, and she also, back to that feeling of disorientation, she described matrescence as a uh, disorienting and a problematic rite of passage. So it's almost like this life crisis. Like, does that make sense to you? Yeah. I mean, how many uh, TikToks do you see of like women just sitting in their bed postpartum, which is like tears streaming down their eyes being like, like, I didn't know this is what it was going to be like. And there's obviously beautiful moments, but there's also this disorientation that you mentioned and this like, okay, like, who am I now? What am I doing I just care about this baby. Do I still have a self? There's just so many components. 
Yeah, exactly. And and uh, Trudel Thomas actually emphasized that this can either be enriching and transformative, or like you're mentioning, challenging and damaging, depending on the individual's experience. And I think the awareness they have of this going in, like, I didn't understand how profoundly it would change me. I just, I always think of it as like, I thought it was just going to bring this baby into my life and just like, live my life with this baby when it was actually like, oh no, I'm going to take care of this baby and try to still live my life. You know, it was this way different, like almost completely opposite that I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I had a um, very similar experience because I remember telling literally anyone who would listen after my baby was born that I had this idea that I got from the media that I was going to have my baby. I would feed them. I would give them a bath, and then I would lay them down and do my whole life, and then they might need something, I would pick them back up and then lay them back down. And that was not it. It was not it at all. Like, I was postpartum with my son, my newborn baby, and I was like, how do I take a shower? I guess I have to bring him with. And so I put him in a bassinet on the bathroom floor and, like, prayed I would get through the shower without him being screaming mad because no one was there to support me. And I think I was like four days postpartum. Um, so definitely, yeah, relatable. Yeah. I, I, it's, that's so funny because I said the same thing. I remember telling my mom, like, I'm going to put a playpen in my office so that he can nap while I work. And then flash forward to even like when my son was four months old, I'm nap trapped every day for like four to five hours a day because he can't lay down by himself because of his tongue tie. It was like complete opposite. But uh, the, we'll have a whole episode on how the media impacts the postpartum experience because it's, I think, the number one thing that like, oh, I, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it now. But yes, the media. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot we can go into there. Friends flashes <laughs> into my mind just as <laughs> a precursor. I learned so much from that show that was just probably not right on track. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what are we doing? We're in our thirties. Where's our New York apartment and our best friends that we hang out with every day. Exactly. Exactly. Both. They're virtual. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, continuing on into the 2010s, uh, researcher Aurelia Athen, uh, PhD, she took the baton and she ran with it. And she expanded on this concept and identified matrescence as this multidimensional shift. And she expanded into different domains. And these domains are the different areas of which your life can change. And she added um, the, the original concept by uh, Donna, uh, Dana Raphael was physical, psychological, um, identity and self-esteem, but then she kind of expanded on it more and added things like social connections, career, and even spiritual. So it's more of a holistic view, but even further, um, my mentor, Nikki McCoon, she added even more. She has eight different domains. And so it's psychological, physical, social, career, spiritual, po uh, political, cultural and economical, which when you really look at the experience, uh, that feels a lot more holistic, right? Yeah, I think especially with the way the village looks different now than it might have 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 50 years ago, um, the more we have become isolated as people, the more those domains have needed to be parsed out. Yes, yes. And in our current economy too, you know, having a baby is a lot more of a shift economically than 
I think ever before. And that's a huge one for a lot of people, um, the hit that that can take. And, um, yeah, I know for me, one of the ones I wasn't expecting to be as dramatic of a change was the social aspect because a lot of the people in my inner circle at the time didn't have kids. And all I wanted to do was talk about my kid. And I mean, it was all I was thinking about at the time, right? Especially early on. And I felt like I couldn't relate and that they had expectations of me that I couldn't meet anymore, but they didn't understand why I couldn't meet them because they didn't have kids. And then it was like this, well, did I change just because I had a kid and that's unacceptable to someone who hasn't experienced that change. So I tried not to change. And it was the, the social aspect really, really hit me. And I did not, did not expect that. Yeah. For me, it was really the career domain that really got hit the hardest. Um, when I had our first baby, I had just started my career as a school psychologist and was literally six months in when he was born and was planning like this is like this is what I'm going to do for my life like this is the vision I have and the moment I met him I was like I don't want to be away from him ever and so this idea of like going back to work in eight weeks and this ticking time bomb that I felt all of a sudden like set on my shoulders I that I didn't even realize was going to be there at all for me um was completely transformative and and set my life on a completely different trajectory that I wasn't expecting at all yeah. Oh gosh. I can't even imagine like, this is another little tangent. So bear with me. But when we, uh, we'll talk about this too. I'm sure we'll talk about the cycle, uh, excuse me, the physiological changes that do occur. But one of the things that happens is, um, our brains shrink when we're pregnant so that we become more empathetic. And so we can tune into other people's needs. Did you feel like the work that you did was heavier after you had Fox? Oh yeah, definitely. Especially in the field I was in. I mean, every, mm -hmm. I mean, there were, less tears in principal's offices before he was born than there was then you know there was more a lot more tears after he was born <laughs> oh god yeah i can't even, i can't even watch like sad shit anymore like i can't watch uh like sad shows anything with kids in it i'm like nope nope yep. can't do it scary movies are out i mean both of us have worked in education and i tell people all the time i saw it in real life and i don't like to watch it on tv yep it's yeah nope i don't need that but Interesting. Well, again, we'll, t we'll touch on that more. But the last thing I'll kind of add to this is that um, so there there's matrescence in its like, I think I would say most prominent in our lives is definitely in that postpartum period. One to two years postpartum is where this is a lot the most present for, for women. But it does happen with each new pregnancy um, or each new birth or each new child brought into your family. There's that transition, that change that occurs. And so you have to go through that again. And it's going to look different with each one. It's also cyclical. So when our kids go into a new phase of their life, we have to change with them. Like when your kid goes to school for the first time, you're no longer a toddler mom, you're a kindergarten mom. What does that look like? And who am I now in the context of my kid's life? And it that continues on for our whole life. Like a, my, one of my best friends just sent her youngest off to college and she's now figuring out how to, how, who am I without kids in my home? I've had kids in my home for the last 24 years and now it's empty. And, and what's my place in their life? And how do I 
just live my life. And that's a whole new phase of matrescence. And so it's cyclical. It's not a one-time thing. It doesn't happen just at birth. It continues on. And um, it also is universal. So there's not a single person who has a child or becomes a parent that doesn't go through this matrescence period. However, it is unique and it really depends on the different support systems we have, the life we've led up to that point, our resiliency, our perspectives of the world, our expectations of what motherhood is going to look like, all of those impact the way that matrescence appears in our life. So there's really no avoiding it. And for some people, it I think especially with the education and understanding that, okay, this is going to happen. I am going to change. How do I want to change? I think with that understanding, it can be this really beautiful growth period. And there is research that points that if you view motherhood as this thing that is going to change you and it can help evolve you, that you have a better experience. But if you go into it with the the story that we're often told from the media of, well, don't become just a mom. And well, you're still you, you just have a baby now. And you're like, no, I'm not. And how often people ask us, like, do you feel like yourself again? Which you're never going to feel like yourself fully again. You might get pieces of that back, but you're never going to. So when we go into it with that expectation that I shouldn't change or that changing is bad, or even that it's going to be easy or simple, it it can be more of a detrimental experience, but it is going to happen. And so I think one of the most powerful things we can do as moms and uh, for myself as an educator is to bring awareness to this and okay that change in in women's life does that make sense yeah yeah that makes perfect sense um uh for my experience I felt like I was very fortunate to have been like immersed in this circle of women that really like encouraged motherhood and found joy in it and um you know shared so much so many Uh, beautiful similarities with me. So it was sort of easy to kind of step into that new role. I mean, the physical aspect of it was extremely challenging, um, having a C-section and trying to learn to breastfeed and all that stuff. Uh, But the emotional aspect of it, I mean, it was challenging, but there was a little bit of a buffer having such a strong community that promoted the values that I agreed with. That's, yeah. And that's absolutely key to the, the, I can't remember what the research is right now, but I, We'll bring this later, but the the only people who can really help women through this period are other moms. There really is no one else who can provide that support than people who have gone through it or people who are in it with you. So having that circle or having that guidance of support is is absolutely critical. And that's what I hope to continue doing with Welcome Mama. That's it for today on Matrescence. We're going to talk again. This is what I'm going to be bringing to the table. Anytime it's a Sam week, we'll talk about Matrescence in one way or another. But for now, that is Matrescence. And, and to sum it up, it is just that transitional period into becoming a mother and then through different phases of motherhood. And it's it's natural. It's meant to happen. And it is it is it has the opportunity to be a really beautiful experience. Yeah, this was so helpful, so informative, and I think it's always fun to view life through a new lens, and this completely, like, is a a really neat opportunity to do that and see that. Yeah, and I'm so hopeful that when I have, hopefully when I have a second, if I have a second, that I can bring that lens to it and have a little bit of an experience than I did last time. (laughs) (laughs) You deserve it. You deserve it so much. Thank you. Everyone does. Thank you. Well, thank you all for being here. We will be back next week with probably an Emmy episode uh, hearing about birth stories. Yeah. All right. Looking forward to it.
All right. Take care, everybody, and embrace every step of your motherhood journey. Apparently, that's what our script says. <laughs> you don't have, you can embrace it. You don't have to love it. That's okay. Yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. See ya. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Hi, it's Sam again. I wanted to ask you to please support the podcast by following and subscribing on whatever your listening platform is and give us that five-star rating or leave us a comment. You can connect with us on social media. Our handles are down below in the description as well as our websites for our motherhood services. Thank you again for listening and we will see you next week.